worship on this, the second Sunday after the Epiphany. Uh, one of the themes of Epiphany season is to shine the light of Christ. And, and that is what we are called to do as Christ's church. We shine Christ's light, we share our hope in him, and we show his gracious love to our families, to our friends, to our communities, and to our world. Uh, may God bless our mission in what he has called us to do. For those who are watching online or who are listening on KFUO, you may go to our website, which is chapelofthecross.org. On that website, under the resources tab, you will find the bulletin so you can follow along with the service today. Uh, there's also uh, a give tab where you can give your offering to the Lord. Just a few announcements to share with you before we begin worship this morning. Our Wednesday evening Bible class has started up again here in the new year. Vicar Brett is leading a study on the Old Testament book of Daniel. So please join us in, for Bible class Wednesday night, 6.30 p.m. is when that starts. That class meets downstairs in room 8. The end of the year contribution statements are now available in the commons area at the Welcome Center for you to pick up. Those are in alphabetical order by last name. So if you could find yours and take that home with you today, we would appreciate you doing that. That is good stewardship. It saves the church a stamp. Uh, so we thank you for doing that and thank you for your good stewardship this past year here at Chapel of the Cross. And one final reminder about our special church survey. Please find time to fill out that survey. Uh, we really do want to hear from everyone. There is a QR code in the Chapel Weekly. There's a link on our website. There are paper copies at the, at the Welcome Center. And our ushers will have paper copies of that survey to hand out to you as you leave church today. If you haven't done so already, they can just hand one to you. So you can grab that from them. And, and do so and just turn it in at the church office. So this weekend is our deadline for receiving those surveys and we do thank you uh, for the time that uh, you give to give us that information we ask for. Our elder this weekend is Glenn Lackey. Glenn is, where is Glenn? Oh, he's over here. He's, he's uh, in the back there, though Glenn has, has served a number of years in the past as an elder. He is new to the Board of Elders this year. He'll be greeting you as you leave worship today. So get to know him as one of your elders here at Chapel of the Cross. God's blessings to you as we, as we worship together this morning. We stand and share the peace of our Lord one with another as afterwards we will sing our entrance hymn together.
Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who governs all things in heaven and on earth, mercifully hear the prayers of your people and grant us your peace through all our days. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated.
The Old Testament reading is from 1 Samuel, the third chapter. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again the Lord called, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. The Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel a third time, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The epistle reading is from the sixth chapter of 1 Corinthians. St. Paul writes, Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. Food for the stomach and the stomach for food, but God will destroy them both. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will also raise us. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? Never. Do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? For it is said, the two will become one flesh. But he who unites himself with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a man commits are outside his body, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, Here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus said, You believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree. You shall see greater things than that. He then added, I tell you the truth. You shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated as we sing our hymn together.
Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, in truth and in love. Amen. Truth and love. When it comes to God, our Father, we could always count on Him to speak to us in truth and in love. It is said that truth without love is brutality, and love without truth is hypocrisy. These words are important for us to remember. They tell us that if we act like noisy gongs or clanging cymbals when we speak the truth to others, that it is not helpful and hard to receive because love is not present. Likewise, if we only speak to each other out of love, our love might not be genuine, and we might not be holding on to what is good. The way for Christians and for all people to grow in both truth and love is to grow in Christ and to grow in imitation of him thereof. I would expect that all of us, the whole world desires and seeks to know the truth. If the church knows and understands the truth of Jesus Christ, we need to ask ourselves then, why is it so hard that we keep our church pews filled? Unfortunately, today it might be because of the cold weather. But why is it also that churches are, are struggling to, to maintain and point their communities to Christ? It might be because we are lacking in speaking in, in truth and in love towards one another. Jesus did not shy away from telling the truth, and he did so out of love. When Jesus spoke the truth, people were drawn to his words and, and followed him as they desired to know more about him and about God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no one comes to the Father except through me. The way is to know Jesus more intimately through the word of God. The truth is trusting and having faith in the word of God about who Jesus is and inviting others to come and see for themselves. Life in Jesus is to grow, to grow in God's grace and to grow in God's knowledge by having our minds renewed daily supporting one another as we live out our lives patiently for Christ's return. You have to stay focused. You have to keep your eyes upon Jesus and allow the Spirit to teach and to sanctify you in truth and in love of God. Inviting people to come and see gives them encouragement it gives them the encouragement that they need to discover the truth that is in Jesus Christ. That Jesus is salvation, who calls out to truth seekers saying, follow me. The point of this is that every one of us has the ability to witness and to point people to Christ. It does not matter how much you know, 
how young or, or how old you are, or even if you find yourself suffering from daily troubles and trials. God's word is the truth. And it is your call as disciples to speak that truth and invite other people to come and see. You are a living witness, a temple whom God dwells within and gives you the power and God gives you the strength to proclaim His mighty name. Your heart carries the message the message is that Jesus Christ is Lord. When you speak the word of God out of truth and out of love, it allows the Holy Spirit to create faith. As it is written, faith, right, comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Now what I enjoy about today's reading from the Gospel of John is that you can read and see how hungry people are to hear the truth, to hear the Word. Starting in verse 43, Jesus finds Philip on his way to Galilee and says to him, follow me. Philip is like, okay, let's go. But it is a little more than that. Philip most likely knew, trusted, and had many, several conversations with the people who were in the company of Jesus as well that day, including Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, Simon Peter himself, and John, the unnamed disciple and author of this gospel. Philip, Andrew, Simon, and John were truth seekers and all of them were most likely disciples of John the Baptist through whom through whom they heard the message the word of God being proclaimed loudly in and through their communities the Baptist words were so loud so loud that it attracted the likes of everyone attracted people hungry for the truth priests Levites, men, women, and children. These people either had great knowledge or little to no knowledge of Scripture, but they came running to hear the truth, to hear what John the Baptist had to say. With inquiring expressions on their faces when, when they came running, they, they, they might have been asking themselves, who is this guy? What's going on here? Did we miss something? What the Baptist was doing was, was arousing the hearts of the people, knocking on their doors, testifying about the Lord who has come into the world. The Baptist's love and desire for the people proclaimed, the Messiah is coming. He is the true light. He is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin the sins of the world. The Baptist, he proclaimed the truth fearlessly, that salvation is here, and that God has prepared the way for everyone. Repent, he would say, repent and believe in the Lord's holy name. 
For all that do will be born, born, yes, not of blood, though, or of flesh, nor by the will of man, but by the will of God. This word of God created faith and gave hope to the people. It gives hope to us. The word of God became flesh and people searched for him. They looked, they cried out, they proclaimed the truth to one another, hoping to just catch a glimpse or to be fortunate enough to be in the company of Jesus or in the presence of God. Now, I cannot pretend to know what you are thinking. No one can except only God. Only God knows the heart and mind when it comes to your faith and actions. But I can tell you this. The Bible speaks clearly in James 2.26. It says that faith, faith without works or actions is dead. James describes dead faith as belonging to those who are lazy, secure in their minds, and imagine they have faith when they don't really have it at all. Living faith, James describes, brings forth good works, brings forth fruitfulness, active participation in God's work, and it makes righteousness. We are not saved or justified by good works, but they are required in order for all people, all people to find the truth that Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the one who brings salvation and life everlasting. So how are you, how are we to live in faith? You are to do it in the truth and in the love that is found in Jesus Christ. You are to be a living testimony of what God has accomplished in your life by Him, by Jesus, who has freely given you salvation and life everlasting. You are to point all people, neighbors, friends, and family to Jesus by knocking on the doors of their hearts. Like John the Baptist who said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. You are to live, you are to breathe, and you are to speak the word of God. And be ever ready to give an account to defend that faith. You are to defend and bear the burdens of your brothers and sisters. You're supposed to support your house of worship. Support and actively engage with, with children, with Bible studies and other fellowship activities. To help to maintain one another's faith in Jesus. Every one of us has the ability to do so. Every one of us has the ability to make a difference. Even if it is just a simple hello or just showing up to encourage the faith of believers, especially children. 
Children who are looking for acceptance. Children who are looking for guidance and looking to feel like they belong. We are all children. But most importantly, it is only by God's grace, by God's power, and by the Holy Spirit that we are able to do any of it. It's a matter of trusting in our God to work in and through us. Everyone, everyone now just just look around. Look at the faces of the people sitting next to you. This is your family. These are your mothers and and fathers, your, your brothers and sisters and your children. You are united by one man and not just any man, but God himself, Jesus. Jesus found each and every one of you and has made you a child of God. Family supports its members. Family bears each other's burdens. Families love, they laugh, and they give up their lives if it calls for it for one another. There are many more people out there who are looking, who are searching for a family to belong to. Be an impact on other people's lives as Jesus Christ has been an impact on yours, made you a family. God's ministry is not a one-person effort. It is a team effort. Jesus is calling. Jesus is inviting you into a living, continuing, and growing faith by discipleship, by saying, follow me, as he did with the first disciples. As we hear in today's reading, Philip is to be that an example, an example for us on how faith is to be active and how our works are fruitful for others as God speaks to them in truth and in love of Jesus. Philip heard the call to follow me. This Jesus, this Jesus is the one who John the Baptist was, was talking about, preaching about, and pointing to when he said, Look, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus is the one who forgives sins. Jesus is the one who gives eternal life. And it is Jesus who is the one that gives salvation. No wonder Philip runs to get Nathaniel. No wonder Andrew ran and found his brother Simon earlier. No wonder we run to find our family, our friends, and our neighbors. The one whom John the Baptist has been preaching about is here. Come and see. Philip, Philip being pointed to the truth, was eager eager to become a disciple of Jesus, to share the good news of the Savior and to share the gospel with all people. This is the mission for all disciples of Christ. 
to share the good news, the good news of the gospel with others. And this is also the, one of the purposes of Epiphany, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ being made known, and it is to be made known to all by inviting them to come and see. Nathaniel received an invite to come and see. He might have been a little confused about Jesus of Nazareth in the beginning, but he realized that this one that, that Moses and that the prophets wrote about was him. But until that Philip, in truth and in love, did not argue with him, but invited him to come see, to come realize that truth, he invited him to come and see. And guess what? Nathaniel did. And he saw. And Jesus saw faith in Nathaniel's heart and said of him, here, here truly is an Israelite. Not because Nathanael was born in Israel, but because of the faith in his heart. Faith made him a true Israelite. The same faith that makes all of us true Israelites and chosen children of God. God knows us by the faith in our hearts. And it is that faith that proclaims like Nathaniel of Jesus. You are the Son of God. Jesus, you are the King of Israel. Now can you imagine if you never heard about Jesus Christ? Even doubters who exist today can be found interested in spiritual things, but they can only be brought to it, brought to a right relationship with Jesus through the Savior's words and through the Savior's works. Jesus, who calls you out to follow Him, calls out to all of us to follow Him, tells you. He tells you like He told Nathaniel that in your faith, you will see even greater things. Let us be challenged to live in that faith, to live in Jesus and produce fruitful works as you go out yourselves and invite someone to come and see. What are you? What are we waiting for? Let us invite someone, even, even next weekend, to church to hear the promises of God, to come and hear the comforting words of Jesus Christ, who speaks to us, who speaks to us in truth and in love, and makes us those children of God. For when Jesus speaks to you, he tells you, like he told Nathaniel, that you, you in your faith, you beyond your faith will, will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. As this verse probably reminds you of Jacob's ladder, it is to give you comfort as it gave Jacob comfort. 
For the stairway to heaven is. It is Jesus Christ. Just as he said, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. This is to reassure you of the truthfulness of God's promises and the sureness of your communion with the true God. Because of Jesus, the gap between heaven and earth has been bridged perfectly and completely. Jesus, who calls you out to follow Him, brings you into that communion with the Father who has redeemed you by the body and by the blood of Christ. Jesus has opened the door to heaven for you, opened it for you by what he has suffered here on earth in your place, out of God's truth and out of God's love for you. Through Jesus' death and resurrection, he won. Won it for you. Won it for all sinners. The forgiveness of sins. And the life everlasting. It is God himself, by God's grace upon us all, by God's grace upon the world, who is still inviting all people to come and see. By having the truth of Jesus Christ revealed, by having the truth of Jesus Christ being known to you out of his truth and love. And it is that truth and it is that love of God that has set you free, which sets people free and has made you into a new creation, a family, made you into a righteous and holy child of the Father who calls you and calls all sinners to come home. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, not only this epiphany season, but for always. Amen. Please stand with me as we confess that faith by the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. 
and I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. We pray for those who are lost in the darkness of sin and death and those to whom we have been sent to proclaim the gospel of salvation and the way of truth. Lord, give boldness to our witness and open the hearts of people to the gospel. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray, Lord, that you would move us to faithfully tell others about Jesus and his life, death, and resurrection for the sake of all. Open our lips that we might proclaim his redeeming love and grace to all the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who are in positions of leadership in our world, especially our president, the Congress, judges, the governor, and the leaders of our communities. Heavenly Father, give wisdom to those who lead. By your loving power, help them to rule with justice tempered with mercy. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, the maker of heaven and earth, we praise you for creating us in your own image and for gifting us with bodies which you have formed with your own hands. We praise you and join our voices with King David in confessing that you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Remind us that we are not an accident nor formed by random chance, but we are your special creation loved by you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all who are ill or hospitalized or homebound. Gracious God, visit your people with your strength and your healing touch, especially Alicia Harris's son, Arminius Matthews, Steve Seibert's mother, Jill, and Mackenzie Rubel. We also bring before your throne of grace, Lord, those family members, church members, and friends who are also in need of your healing during this time of silent prayer. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We remember before you, O Lord, all who suffer for your name, all who are in prison, the hungry, the poor, and the lonely, those who travel, and all who cry out to you in their time of need. Take each hurting heart under your tender care and grant them your peace in all their afflictions. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We praise you, Lord, with those who are celebrating special gifts of your grace, especially Kelly Arismith, as she celebrates her birthday today. We ask, Lord, that you continue to lead, to guide, and to bless. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We thank you, O Lord, on this Martin Luther King Jr. weekend for the leadership and the vision of Dr. King and the struggle for peace and justice for all men and women. Help us, as he did, to speak out with conviction against racism, injustice, and inequality. Help us overcome by your grace the sin that separates people. Move in us that we would love one another and give us the courage and strength to live out our commitment to create a world in which peace and justice is the reality for all people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 
may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord. We stand to sing together our offertory.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who by the Holy Spirit has called us by the gospel, enlightened us with his gifts, and sanctified and kept us with Jesus Christ in the true faith. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, and he said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. This do as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
We stand. Now may this eating and drinking keep and preserve for you in the true faith until life everlasting. Go in the Lord's peace and in his joy. Amen. We pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. We remain standing as together we sing our recessional hymn, Rise, Shine, You People.
Thank you.